Let's give the Lord some praise together. Well, let's lift up the name of Jesus all across this house. Hallelujah. Would somebody shout unto the Lord for just a moment? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. So glad to be with you this morning. Glad to be back at Cornerstone. I'm so thankful for what I feel. And I didn't know for a time if I was going to be able to make it. Uh, Of course, our plans here have changed a couple of times. And then my flights decided to start changing New Year's Eve. And uh, it it was a slim chance, but it finally worked out. And I'm thankful to be here, and uh, I had to come with expectation. That's the only way to go to church is with expectation. Amen. Regardless of the service or who's preaching, I come expecting God to perform and to manifest His power. I'm just going to tell you anything can happen here in this service today. Do you believe that? I didn't come to see what might happen. I've come expecting it to happen. Amen. It is an honor to be here. And uh, I don't often travel alone, but uh, next time we'll bring my wife and daughter. But I love them. And to honor your pastor and his wife and their family. And uh, you have a great pastor and pastor's wife. And I respect them very much and appreciate them. And I appreciate this church. I know that we've only had one chance to connect, and that's really not enough to really get to know somebody. But I pray that this this morning you would open your heart and you would take a chance on me and trust that God has sent me here for a divine purpose. I, I haven't come to preach for your entertainment today, but I believe I have come with a mission and assignment from God. And God has sent me here to prepare us for what is about to happen in the coming days of 2022. Now, I'm just telling you, I believe in unprecedented revival coming to this church, to this region. Amen. And so today, uh, we'll, tomorrow will be much different, but today I believe that this is preparation for where God is wanting to take us. And uh, I have tried very desperately to, as much as I am willing, as much as I could, to push back on this. But this is what the Lord has put in my spirit for the last week or two. And uh, I I think I know where I'm at. I think I know how wired you people are. But I know what the Lord has told me. And I pray that you would receive the word of the Lord. How many would receive the word of God today? Whatever God wants to say, whatever he wants to do, would you participate in that today? Praise God. Let's reach out to the Lord right now all across this house. Would you just, would you open your spirit, your heart right now? And would you let the Holy Ghost begin to flow in this place? Come on. Let's just push right here, right now. Let's just turn off all the protocol and what's proper, and let's just really begin to plug in from front to back right now. Would you lift your voice, and would you let the Spirit begin to flow in this place? Yeshaharaka hasaya. 
Rokonda Bahakaye. Come on, I feel something trying to happen right now. I want us, I want us to push right here, right here. Naha. Shakora Kahasakai. Inoboko Reakahaye. Rokohoshakaya. Come on, right now, somebody push a little bit. Yenadabahaye. Roma Sanda Mareshekahaya. Sunana Marahaye. Praise God. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 2 and verse number 13. And I'm going to do my best not to preface or explain, but understand I've come with no ulterior motive but just simply to obey the will of God. John chapter 2. How many will help me preach? Anybody help me preach? Verse 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand. Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overthrew the tables. And he said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. And if I could just modernize the expression, and this is the title I would give you today for this subject, the zeal of your house has consumed me. The zeal of your house has consumed me. One more time, I know we've been here for a little bit, but I want us to lift our hands. I want us to open our hearts. I want us to lay down every preconceived idea. And I want us to make room for God to do what he wants to do. Would you lift your voice one more time from front to back, side to side. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we take authority over every spirit that would oppose your will in this place. We release faith to operate among your people. Let the will of God be accomplished in this place. God, we are hungry. We are desperate. We are anticipating. We are expecting. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, would you lift your voice? Would you lift your voice? God, we are believing. 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 Well, let's praise Him together right now. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. We are all, each of us, regardless of our personality, regardless of family, culture, DNA, we are created with passion. Every person in this room is born with passion. 
The Bible says that we are created in his likeness and his image, and Jesus is a man of passion. Amen. Regardless of what you think your personality type is, your character traits might be, we are driven people. There is something, there is someone, there is something that drives us, that motivates us, that wakes us up in the morning. There is something that we fixate and focus upon every single day of our life. And I, at one point in time, knew some, uh, a man that worked there on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco every day. It was his job. There are many there that work uh, to upkeep and maintain the bridge. But it is interesting to see the juxtaposition of those that are assigned to work there on the bridge that do it daily. It is, a, it is a means to an end. It is an occupation. It is a way to provide and support their family. And then there is the crowds that fly from all around the world to come to see this bridge, that stand there with fascination, that have cameras in hand, that are posing their family. They are uh, in awe of this structure. But there are those that are there every day that it does nothing for them. It is not appealing to them. To them whatsoever, there is no passion about this place. You see, it is possible for passion to change. You never lose passion until the day that you are put in the ground and they put dirt over your casket. You never lose passion. Passion never dies. It just changes faces. Passion never disappears. It just moves in different directions. I don't know what kind of passion is in your spirit today, whether it be for God or for something else. But today, I believe that God is walking into this place and is walking into our midst to know and to determine what our passion is for. I have come to preach to people of passion today. Come on. Uh, you may think, well, I'm not wired the way everybody else is around here, honey. You're passionate about something. Come on, there's something causing that heart in your chest to beat. There's something that preoccupies every thought of your mind. There is something that entangles and consumes your emotions. Come on, God created you with passion and you can't change that. And you cannot undo that. I wonder, is there anybody in this house that is passionate for the presence of God? Come on, I'm preaching to you today. God is wanting to ignite our spirit. God is wanting to set us on fire from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Come on. Praise God. The Bible says... Genesis 3, verse 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Here is a woman that walks in the garden created by God who has heard the voice of the Creator who has walked and been in the presence of the King of glory, the one that has breathed all of this into existence, the one that sustains her, the one that has placed her in this garden, that is putting breath in her body, that is allowing her to live and function as she is. This is a woman 
that has known God in a way that many would never know him. And despite her close proximity to God and the intimate setting that her and Adam exist in, in closeness and relationship with God, in that place we find that passion begins to change. We find that Eve finds herself standing at the base of the tree of knowledge in conversation with the devil. And when I read the word of God, I cannot but help but think that this was not the first conversation. This was not the first time she encountered the devil and reasoned within herself that it might be good to partake of this fruit. Out of all the hundreds, perhaps thousands of species of trees and fruit and things that would, were provided by God himself to sustain her. She finds herself here at the tree of knowledge. I believe she has come here again and again and again. She has thought about it. She has pondered upon it. She has fixated upon this. This has become an obsession to her. And here in this verse, what we I believe what we are seeing is a culmination out of all of this because sin doesn't begin with an action. It begins with a fascination. It begins with passion in your mind. Come on somebody. It becomes what you think about. It becomes what you talk about and eventually it manifests into your action. Her passion has driven her there to this place. Her passion that was once for God has switched lanes. Come on. I'm telling you right now. You can lose your passion for this and become passionate for that. Come on. What used to burn on the inside of you can begin to fade but it will burn for something else. There is desire on the inside of you for something. Come on, today, 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 today. God wants to ignite our passion for him in a way that we have never had before. Come on, I've not come to preach to any traditional Pentecostal, but I've come to help set somebody on fire. I've come to pull somebody out of your spiritual stupor and say that there is more to God than what you know. There is more to God than what you have experienced. I believe in 2022, God is going to move in unprecedented ways. Praise God. Something needs to break today. Something needs to break today. Come on. I haven't come to play games. I believe I'm hearing a mandate from God. Come on, God is trying to stir the church in the last hour. Do you still believe in the coming of the Lord Jesus? Here in the Northwest, that hasn't died, is it? You still believe that God is coming back soon? Hallelujah. Don't let the pressure of the age, don't let all the things that we are encountering and dealing with cause you to give up on that idea that it's never going to happen, that it might be one day, but there's plenty of time. I'm here to submit to you that the return of Jesus Christ is closer than you think. I said it's closer than you think. It's closer than you think. Come on. It's not. 
I believe at any moment, at any time, the trumpet is going to sound and we that are alive and remain will be called up to meet him in the air right now, right now. I am listening for the sound of the trumpet. If you like it down here, you're welcome to stay. But I have no plans on a permanent residence. I'm looking. I'm listening. I'm waiting upon the return. Come on, passionate people. Get excited about that. Passionate people. That stirs something in you. Come on, if the return of the Lord makes you terrified, you're not right with God. Come on. Passion never dies. It just moves in different directions. Passion never fades. It just drifts wherever we allow it to go. God wants to pull back the veil of our life and shine the light of his truth into our hearts. Come on. Where the heart is. There will the treasure be also. Hallelujah. Pardon me for redundancy. But you know what you're passionate about. If we can measure what our thoughts are on a daily basis, that's where our passion is. Some people are passionate for making money. Some people are passionate for climbing a corporate ladder. Some people are driven by sexual ambitions. Well, it's quiet, and I understand the nature of what I'm preaching about isn't making us run and jump, but hear me today. What stirs your emotions, what consumes your thoughts, what drives your actions is what you're passionate about. There's a lot of people that profess Jesus on Sundays. But Monday through Saturday, their actions display their passion. You see, it's more than just what you say. He said, these people draw nigh to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me because it's not just about what you say. It's about what you do, and your actions tell on you. Come on, somebody. Your actions determine where your passion lies. Come on, what you do with your family behind closed doors, that's where your passion is. Come on, when nobody is around, when the pastor's not watching, when we're not gathered together on a Sunday morning, that determines where your passion is. Come on, I want to eat, sleep, breathe, Jesus Christ 24-7. Whether you're here or not here, whether I'm alone or in a crowd, come on, I want to be eaten up. The zeal, the passion for your house has consumed me. Come on, somebody needs to become consumed. Somebody needs to get consumed. You need more than a once every six month experience. Come on, I don't care how long you talked in tongues. When you got the Holy Ghost, you need to get consumed. You need to get saturated. You need to rekindle the old passion, the old desire, the old fire, and for Messiah. It ought not be just a new convert kind of passion. Come on. This thing should not fade the longer that you live for him. Come on, this thing should not diminish. He said, I'll put within you a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. Somebody needs to take a drink of that well. 
come on, stir up that passion. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. Let me say what I need to say. Our culture is an entertainment-driven culture. And Pentecost is becoming an entertainment-driven religion. I know we take stands against stuff, but no, I'm not here to preach against anything. I know we take stands against Hollywood and sports and things of that nature. But we are still driven. By entertainment. It's reflected in church services. Oh, hallelujah. We are driven by entertainment. Hallelujah. Something happened when people went into their homes and began watching church online. And listening to church online. See, it was on good efforts and meaning well that we tried to make the best of it, but it wasn't easy. And I don't know what your situation here was, but different for everybody. And two years later almost, and we're still feeling the effects of it. Hallelujah. Because I know what happened to many people. You see, there were some that said it, it was powerful and wonderful, but I know a lot of folks that sat in their living rooms, and after a while it just became mundane. After a while it just became a thing. We better turn pastor on while we do the laundry. While we eat dinner, while we play on our phone, a pastor told me lately, so I, I can remember being in the middle of that season, we're in the conference room and I'm trying to preach online and all the people that were there to facilitate that service at one point as I'm preaching, I look down and everybody in the room is playing on their phone at that time. Because we became disconnected somewhere in that season, in that setting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We became hooked on entertainment. There's too many people that have had long standing convictions over things that picked up things during that season and time. Hallelujah. Now there is more pressure on apostolic preachers to entertain apostolic congregations than there has ever been before. Honey, this was never designed to entertain you. Let me tell you something, apostolic preaching is not here to prop you up. It's not here to entertain. We're not here to put on a play or a show. You want a show, you can find a show on a television somewhere. I'm going to tell you what preaching was designed to do. It was designed to set the captive free. It was designed to cast out the devil. Come on, it was designed to preach you out of sin, to preach you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, preaching was sent to deliver Preaching was sent to illuminate. Come on, somebody. It will never be to entertain you. Don't you put pressure on this man of God to entertain you in 2022. This isn't a show. This isn't made for television. This is an apostolic church where we need a manifested move of God, where we need the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't need a story. I don't need your choir to wow me. I need God to change me. I need God to move me. The thrill of drugs 
And pornography, any addictive substance, it wears off. And it forces the individual to seek after something more powerful, something more daring, something more extreme to keep their focus and their attention. And when preaching must become more entertaining to garner a response from us, something's messed up. Something is broken. Come on. Our obsession with entertainment has robbed us of the thrill. Help us, God. Hallelujah. I'm not here to preach against stuff, but I'm going to tell you, we have become more obsessed with social media. That's about the response I expected. Hallelujah. It has become our medicine. It has become our coping mechanism. Hallelujah. If you don't like what the life that you're living, you can live vicariously through somebody else's. I'm going to preach anyway. Amen. If you don't like your marriage, you can look at somebody else's and wish that you had a marriage like them. If you're not happy with the level of income, you can dream and look at somebody else's. Come on. If you're unhappy with the way life is, you can get sympathy through everybody's comments and likes, and they can prop you up. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We have become hooked. We ha- it's what, it's, for some of us, it's what gets us up in the morning. That's the first thing that we're doing. We're scrolling, trying to find something that can feed our soul. Something that, come on, somebody. It's bigger than what you think. It's not so harmless as what we've told ourselves it is. Come on. It's not a small thing. It's not a little thing. We're going to pay a price for its infiltration in the apostolic church. Come on, somebody. A lot of voices speaking to us through the channels of social media that are not of God. Help us, Lord. Come on. We're using everything in the world to prop us up, to entertain us, to help us disconnect from the pressure of the age that we are living in. If you are, if you're thinking that at some point all the pressure is going to lift and dissipate, you're sadly mistaken. If you haven't realized it by now, honey, it ain't political. It's spiritual. They're going to find every way that they can to keep the pressure. And can I tell you, Jesus Christ has allowed the pressure, and he ain't about to let it up. Come on, somebody. Stop trying to find a way to escape what God has allowed to come to pass to fulfill his divine will in the earth. Stop looking for a way out. And find your passion. Find your place. Get on fire. Come on, somebody. I wish I could shake this into somebody's spirit today. Something is going to break in this house. Something is going to erupt. Come on. I've come to preach until something shifts. Today, 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 God wants us to cross a spiritual threshold. Hooked on being fulfilled. Hooked on entertainment. Hooked on information. Listen, the new cycle is going to be the same tomorrow. It'll be the same the next day. It's negative. Everything's falling apart. Hallelujah. And if that's your drug of choice then you'll spend all your time, well, if we could just have another election, if we could just get this guy out and put our guy in. 
If we could just have another governor, if we could just do this, pass this law. If that would fix stuff, it would have fixed stuff a long time ago. That's man's methods. That's a worldly system. It's meant to fall apart. It's prophesied. It's, it's on a limited time span. We are seeing it spiral out of control. Why? Because it's almost time for the Antichrist to be here. And this is the perfect setting when the world is in chaos and falling apart. Come on, somebody. That is when he makes his grand entrance. You may think I'm a nutcase, but I'm looking for the Antichrist. I believe it's almost his time. And people that are fixated on everything except Jesus Christ will become bait for him. Come on. I've come to help somebody. I've not come to hurt. I've come to help. Come on. Come on. Find your passion. It's almost time. This is the greatest hour of the church. Do not be weary in well doing. For in due season it's almost our season. You shall reap if you faint not. Come on. Come on. It's revival time. It's time for the apostolic church to rise up to thrive. Thrive. Jesus, help us. What did we learn? We learned that in so many cases, people have become more addicted to church services and church songs. And sermons. And so Jesus took it away. Hallelujah. I don't know if you can blame this on the Lord. I'm going to tell you, the Lord allowed it for a purpose. He doesn't allow anything without purpose. This isn't random. This isn't God losing control. This is divinely orchestrated to fulfill a purpose. Come on, somebody. All of our little crutches that we've used to prop ourselves up, Jesus took them and broke them all over his knee. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We have learned to allow church to prop us up. We have substituted church services and church programs over our relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on, I've come to preach to somebody. And so the Lord said, I'll remove all of that. Now let's see what you got. Come on. Come on, I'm going to take all of that away for a season, and I'm going to see who is for me and who is against me, who is on my side, and who's got passion for something else. There's some folks that never made it back out of the pandemic. And there's some folks that came back, but they ain't ever come back. They're here, but they're not here. Something died back there in a living room watching pastor on a screen. Come on, I've come to help pull somebody out of the mess that you're in. I've come to pull somebody, come on, out of the stupor, the spiritual drunkenness. Come on, you've gotten drunk on entertainment. It's time. Today, today, God wants to set somebody free. Come on, God wants to call up a high. Come on today, today God wants to get somebody by the hand and say come back. Come back to where we started. Come back to where the fire is. Come back to where something can happen. To where lives can be changed. You'll never make it on the fringe. I don't know where we got the idea in Pentecost, maybe the denominal world. That you can somehow make it living for God on a Sunday midweek Bible study relationship. It'll never happen. 
If you think coming to two services a week is enough to save your soul and that's the only time you need him, you're sadly mistaken. Nobody, hear me right now, nobody will ever be saved that way. Somebody, it is a personal walk with Jesus. Adam walked with him daily in the garden. That is the only way you can survive. Relationship is what sustains you. It's not the singing, it's not the facility. Come on, it's the connection with the Most High. And you can find this every day of the week. Honey, you can find him in the break room. You can find him in your vehicle. You can find him in the college classroom. You can find him in your living room. Every day, he's looking for somebody to return to the well. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord. Would you lift your voices for a moment all across this house? Come on, let the Holy Ghost flow. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He said, seek me and you shall find me when you search for me with your whole heart. That means to find Jesus, there's got to be passion in your pursuit. There's no casual encounters with him. No, hear me. There's no casual run-ins with Jesus. When you find him, you were looking for him. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't make this, this enough. This is enough for me just to, just to be here, just to be preached to, just to be a part of a good church, honey. Where in the book does that save one person? Your pastor is straightforward. Let me be a little straightforward today. Give me a little bit of leeway. Where does it say by coming to church that is enough to save anybody? Honey, you can come to church and you can even talk in tongues and be lost before it's all said and done. Somewhere God is measuring passion. God is looking for who is with me. Because if you're not with him, he said you're against him. Come on, somewhere God isn't trying to measure our passion, our desire. I need Jesus more than I've ever needed him before. I want his presence. It's what saves me. I'm thankful we sang about being saved, honey. But let me tell you something. Salvation isn't a moment. It is a process. We're in the process. Come on. You weren't just saved one day. You get saved every day, and that is up to you. Somebody, let the Holy Ghost move on you. The church is entering into a season that we haven't experienced before. And there's enough calm before the storm that it's rocking many to sleep. Now things have kind of died down a little bit. The riots have died down a little bit. And some, just give it some time. It is a trick of hell 
to get us to spiritually rock ourselves to sleep. Because what we have wanted, we want things to return to normal. We want things to calm down. We I am telling you there are things that are about to happen. If you think what's happened thus far has, has wowed us and scared us or whatever, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm not here to preach gloom and doom. I'm not here to be anti-faith today by all means, but God is trying to prepare us. You are going to need every ounce of passion that you have if you are going to live through the coming days. You hear me right now? Come on, the average check-in with Jesus. Get your latte and get a sermon. That ain't going to cut it in 2022. I'm sorry. Let me preach as straightforward as I can. You are going to have to get consumed with the presence of God on Monday day on Tuesday I don't care if there's a scheduled event or not all by yourself come on somewhere you're going to have to call the fire down somewhere you're going to have to stir it up stir it up Paul instructed us Paul said you have the power to stir up what he has put on the inside of you I challenge you right now right where you're seated or standing stir that gift right now come on stir it stir it stir it stir it stir it stir it Stir it, stir it. Haye Rasha Namasai. Oh Rabaya. Koya Namasaye. It's almost time. It's almost time. No time for distraction. No time for being disoriented. No time for just existing spiritually. I don't know if I'm going to get everybody on board before we're done, but I'm going to reach for everybody that I can. I know this is a passionate church, but I've not come to preach to what's on the surface. I've come to preach to the heart and spirit of this church, and I've come to reach to everybody through whatever reason, life or hardship or loss, pain or something has caused you to fade into the background and the fabric of this church. I'm here to reach for you. It is not the will of God in 2022 that you sit in that pew like a statue and you're uninvolved and disconnected. Honey, it's not enough that you're in the program. You've got to be connected right here. I don't care if you preach, sing, or play. you got to be connected right here. Come on, I don't care what program you run. There's got to be a connection right here. That's all that matters. Your sermons and songs will not count over there. It's what's here. Lord, Lord, do we not cast out devils? You can, you can put that on the apostates and the charismatics if you want. I don't believe that's who he's talking to. Did we not do many mighty things in your name? He said, you did. But you and I didn't have a connection. You and I didn't know each other. You can be here and never know him. You can talk in tongues and not know him. You can have an occasional encounter and never know Jesus. In 2022, if nothing else happens, I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus.
There's a whole lot more to that than what you think. I want to know him. Come on, more than I want to raise, more than I want a blessing. I want to know him. I want more than I did last year. I want to draw closer to him. It's the only thing that's allowed me to keep my sanity. You hear me right now? Those of you battling with depression and anxiety, your antidepressants are not going to fix it. But knowing Jesus will... Come on, somebody, you're having trouble in your marriage. You can go to counseling, but somewhere you and your spouse have got to know him. Your kids are acting up somewhere. Your kids have got to know him. And knowing Jesus changes who you are. Oh, God. Hallelujah. There's too many people searching for another thrill, another voice, another influence. Because of the nature of all that we have dealt with and experienced, there is a glut of preaching online of every church all across Pentecost. And what I've seen folks start doing is if they don't like what they're getting in their home church, they can find another flavor online. That appeals to them. Stay with me. We're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. You've helped me thus far. Don't quit now. If you don't like your pastor's politics, you can find another political flavor online. If you don't like what your pastor pushes and promotes, you can find someone else online that gets you, that preaches on your level, that you connect with somebody. God has placed you here. God gave Adam and Eve everything they needed. I'm giving you everything you need to sustain you. Don't touch this tree. God has put a tree in this house. The preaching across this pulpit is enough to sustain you. God has given it to you. You don't need to eat off another tree, honey. If you think you're going to find what you need somewhere else, you're going to wind up getting deceived. You're going to wind up losing your family. God puts you here and what you have here is enough to get you there. What's in this house is enough to save your soul. The fruit of this tree will keep your family together. The fruit off of this tree will keep you in your right mind. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. You've got everything you need right here. Come on. Come on. Let the Holy Ghost work. trying to hurry to a close. He's looking for passion. Brother Howard, it's the first Sunday. We wanted excitement. We're going to have excitement. But there's got to be a foundation to sustain all else that we desire. There's got to be something to build this thing on. Come on, somebody. It's going to take more than a shout. We need all that. Don't quit. It's going to take more than that. 2022. Come on. It's going to take a spiritual connection with God to save your backslidden family. It's going to take a spiritual connection with God for us to see everything that God is wanting to give us. Come on. Do you want a little bit more of what you've always had? Or do you want God to open the windows of heaven for this church? I'm asking you a question. Do you want a little bit more of what you had last year? Or do you want God to draw back the curtains of heaven?
Come on, somebody. Come on. No, you, you didn't hear me yet over here. Do you just want a few more souls, a little bit better church, or do you want God to roll back the heavens? Come on. And say, now this is the season, and this is the appointed time. Come on, 2022, I believe, will be the fulfillment of prophecy in the Cornerstone Church. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. It's this year. It's this year. It's this year. And if we're going to see it, there's got to be a passion in our soul. Somebody's got to go after it. Somebody's got to pursue it. Pursue it. Pursue it. This church is on the precipice of something right now in the spirit. You hear me right now. You can play it safe and take it easy and see a continuation of what you've got if that's all that you want. Don't fall into a maintenance program right now. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. You're too close to something big. Hear me. Don't get into maintenance mode right now. We've come too far. Well, Howard, it's, we just got through holiday season. People are sick. We're in a building program. Oh, that's not lost on me. I understand that. I can't help but God has sent me here to preach. I'm telling you right now, right now, in January 1, when it's cold and there's snow on the ground and we're tired and we feel like taking a break, right now, right now, God is saying, stir yourself and get ready for what I will do. Come on, stir yourself. Prepare yourself. Get your house in order for what I'm about to do. Come on, God is about to shake the heavens. Come on, God is about to move in an unprecedented way, but he's looking for someone with desire. Come on, do you want it? Do you want it? What will you do to have it? I don't need a bunch of folks. Just somebody help me on the music. I'm trying to bring this thing down. Things are changing. Things are changing. You hear me right now. And I don't say this with happiness. I say this with much regret, frustration. But there's fixing to be good apostolic churches in the next 12 to 18 months that lose their minds. Come on. Come on. Not because of what they've been embracing, but just somewhere the passion died. And the obsession with entertainment took control. We're too close. We're too close. We're too close. Don't lose your focus. Hear me. The thrill of marriage can dissipate, disappear when life and responsibility take over. You find a couple dating that happiness, giddiness, bills and children and health issues and jobs and pressure and life and family begins to weigh on them. It's easy for passion to fade. It's easy for the excitement to disappear. I can't tell you every day I just feel on top of the world. And every day I don't feel like I want to take hell on with a water pistol. But every day I'm reaching. Come on, somebody. 
Come on, somebody. He's the only one that's brought me this far, not by my own wit and ability, not by my own strength. Come on, somebody. You didn't get here on your own. You're not here because you worked hard and you try harder than everybody else. It's of the goodness and mercy of God that got you through 2020. Come on, some of us should have been dead back in 2020, 2021. I know we had loss and pain and suffering, but it could have been a whole lot different than what it has been. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. trying to close the story parable of the five wise and the five foolish virgins strange story strange story to me we, we, we bash the five foolish but the five wise the five that were filled that were ready the Bible says that they all slumbered and slept everyone was overcome with fatigue because when you get down to the wire, when you get into the last hour, fatigue takes hold. When the darkness starts to come down as it is right now, we're living in a dark, dark, dark world. Spiritually, the lights are fading. And as the darkness comes down, it brings with it a fatigue. And here, here they are. They're waiting on their husband-to-be, the bridegroom. And it doesn't mean enough to them to stay awake. They're all asleep. There's no anticipation. There's no expectancy. Now you tell me, would it be odd to you on the day a young man in this house were to be married, as he stands here with the pastor and all the wedding party, and they can't find the bride. The music starts, and she's not here. Where's she at? Let's, let's find her. And they go to the dressing room to find her asleep. Oh, she's prepared. She's ready. She's totally asleep. Totally indifferent to this moment. It, it matters nothing to her. This is just another day in her life. Take it or leave it. There was no expectation. There was no desire I'm going to tell you, God's not coming back for that kind of a church. Hear me right now. You can have on the dress. You can have your hair fixed. You can have your song down pat. But he's not coming for a church that's lacking in passion. Come on. He said he's coming back after a bride that hath made herself ready. And that's not just adorning herself. I believe that God... What about the young lady that can't wait for the door to open? wait for that song to play I believe that's the kind of church that Jesus is returning for a bride that's on the edge of her seat tell me when it's my turn tell me when I've got to walk out come on tell me tell me when my song starts playing come on he's looking for a bride that's waiting I can't wait to see him I can't wait to exchange vows I can't wait come on somebody he's looking for someone come on if this is indifferent to you I'm sorry my friend you're not going to make it is there somebody in here that says I can't wait I'm anticipating I'm expecting come on Garden of 
Gethsemane. Brings his disciples into that garden, takes Peter, James, and John, and goes further and prays and returns to find them asleep. In an hour of desperation, in his personal darkest hour, they were asleep. He stirs them as he stirs us, wakens them. Wake up, watch with me, pray that you enter not into temptation. Comes back a little later, but the darkness of the night, the pressure of the hour has worn them down. They're asleep again. He wakens them a second time. Please wake up. Please pray. Finally, the third time, he returns and sleep has found them again. They just can't seem to stay awake. And at this point, he tells him just to sleep on. Stay asleep. Take your rest. I'm not here to be negative today, but I am here to obey God. I am telling you, you hear me in the Holy Ghost, in this hour that God has been shaking the church. What was COVID-19? I'll tell you what it was. It was preparing the world for the Antichrist. It was preparing the church for last day revival and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe what you want to believe. You can get political with me. I'm telling you what God's intentions were with this. And there is coming a time in this last hour. God, how many, how many in here can say God has stirred me? Over and over, he has shaken me. He has awakened me out of spiritual slumber. He has moved on me in moments I did not deserve it. He has come to me. But I am telling you in this last hour, I've not come to preach doom and gloom, but there is coming a moment. There is coming a moment in the last day where he is going to shake. And then he is going to shake no more. You hear me right now. We are too close. We are too close to the end. Right now, right now, it is time for someone to find their passion. I want you to stand all across this house. I want you to stand. Maybe this isn't what you were expecting, but God is trying to speak to people all across this house. Before I ask you to move anywhere, all across this room, would you close your eyes and would you begin to lift your voice? Would you lift your voice? Something has to shift today. Something is going to shift today. Front to back, side to side, would you lift your voice? Rahasha <laughs> 
Come on, God's trying to prepare us. God's trying to set the stage in order. Come on, God's trying to get his house in order. Something is about to happen in this region of the country. Some, come on, there's revival prophesied. There's revival destined for you. Come on, right now, this is setting the stage. This is getting everything prepared for what is to come right now. Right now, if you are hungry for everything that God has, I want you to make a move right now. If you can't physically move right where you're at, but you connect with God. But right now, let your passion be put on display. Let your passion be put on display, not for me, but for Jesus. Somebody find your voice. Somebody find your passion. has consumed me instead of you I lay it down whatever has come between me and you I put it aside whatever has robbed me of passion I lay it on an altar I want you I need you I want to be consumed by you please don't watch me please reach out to God reach out to God right now all across this house would you lift your voice at the top of your lungs would you get as loud as you can get right now somebody begin to cry out to the Lord somebody lift your voice Come on right now, would you lift your voice? God knows where you are. God knows what your family's going through. God knows what you're facing. Come on, God knows what's coming your way right now. Reach. Come on, reach. It's here. He's here. He's here. He's here for you. Come on, every young person, would you lift your voice? God's here for you. Hey, Nabashana, Nabashana. 